I'm a firm believer that anyone can do it if they've got the right mindset. You might not have the necessary skills, but I think it's getting over yourself, really. You've got to get unstuck. You can get bogged down by a lot of things and you can have a million ideas in your head, but you've just got to focus on the next task and keep plodding on and then eventually you'll get to where you need to be. Welcome to the Get Unstuck Fast Viscosity podcast brought to you by VLM Training and Coaching Specialists across the UK and Australia, hosted by me, Vicky Main. Are you a business owner, leader or executive? Have you ever felt stuck or disappointed where your life or business is heading? Do you ever feel overwhelmed, compare yourself to others or feel like you're swimming in treacle at times? This podcast is here to help you get unstuck fast from viscosity to achieving escape velocity and expanding your knowledge. Our guests on the show will share practical tips and real life experience about how they got out of negative situations or circumstances to live their best life on their terms. We will be sharing real life stories from real people doing some incredible things. Stay tuned for our next guest. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Get Unstuck Fast Viscosity Podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Main, and today we have David Robson here with us, who is the Director of Ling's Cars and also the Commercial and Creative Director at Northumberland Vikings American Football. Welcome, David. Thank you. So, David, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about your career journey, what you're doing now and how you got to where you were. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a journey. It's been about 10 or 11 years for my professional career. I started off actually in college doing motorsports and welding, and I quickly found out that that wasn't really for me. Um, I was at Gateshead College at the time. I moved over to games development, which was a lot of what I was used to and what I enjoyed, computers and things like that. And that's when I met yourself, and you introduced me to the Pants to Poverty campaign and the entrepreneurs forum and that's where when I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do that really gave me direction confidence to go and do it so from there I got an apprenticeship at Tombola doing software development and from there I moved on to some more companies for software in-house and then eventually I ended up at Ling's Cars it seemed amazing the application form was absolutely crazy and it was exactly what I wanted a bit of fun I'd been in a lot of corporate settings and it was something just completely different. So from there, I was helping with content, filming all the crazy ideas, link with a missile truck and a tank and things like that. It was amazing. But I was also working on the website. But then I think it was May 2020 and COVID hit and the car industry completely stopped for a while and then Ling and her husband John decided that they were going to retire and travel the world, which they're still currently doing right now. But what they were going to do was fold the company. And my first thought, I've always felt like I've had that entrepreneurial spirit in me from college days and working with yourself, but I've never really had the chance. So when I had that opportunity, I thought, hold on, this is a profitable business still. I know they're retiring, but can we not take over as management? Um, And this is where my colleagues, Guy McCauley and Lily Shears, they came in and said, yeah, we can do this. So we took over the company and we got it through covid which was quite difficult. There was a shortage of car parts for a long time and we've gotten through that. And now there's a bit of a delivery backlog, but we're getting through that too. So I think we're getting to the other side of it now when we can really kick on. And that's pretty much where I started and this is where I am now. I've got a lot more hobbies and other side projects that I like to work on, but yeah, that's my main bread and butter at the moment. 
Fantastic. And I'm so inspired when you talk about the fact that you negotiated with the owners of Ling's Cars to become a director and actually go down that path. It's so interesting that you had that entrepreneurial mindset because some people might have just said, "Okay, I'll go and get a job elsewhere or do something different. But I love the fact that you saw the potential there and thought, right, I'm going to give the scope, particularly because you were working in the business as well. So you knew there was a profitable business there to be had. And I love that. Do you think the entrepreneurial side's always been there, David? But do you think it's always been there? Yeah, I think so. I think I've always wanted to, I've always had crazy ideas. I've always wanted to do something different. It's been great being employed and it's very stable and for the most part and things like that. But I've always just wanted to have that freedom, always just wanted to have a project that I can throw myself at. I think with employment, you can get that passion as well. But I think really throw yourself at something and to really achieve something, I felt like I had to move to self-employment. So you've now been running the business for approximately nearly six years. Is that right? Five. Uh, I think it's probably been about three years. I've been in the business about five or six years. Okay. So how do you stay motivated and how do you get up every morning and go, right, this is what I want to do. And how does that, I'm curious how you stay motivated during that long and having that longevity in business, because if business was easy, everybody would do it, right? And I'm yeah, sure you've yeah. learned lots of lessons along the way. But how do you stay motivated and what does that look like? Have you got tips for um, I mean, it is quite difficult, I think, especially during COVID. There was furloughs and things like that. And I used to procrastinate a lot. And now I don't do that. But it's easy to slip back into the old habits. But for staying motivated, I think... One of the main ones is I think a lot of people don't talk about is it was the need to survive. This was our livelihood. These were our jobs. The initial thing was we had to, that was the motivation was to keep going, to keep looking after our customers that we've already got and the problems that they were having, but also look after ourselves. But I think going forward, the motivation is being the best that you can be and having a child. I think that really pushes you on as well because you want to provide for them. But you also want proud of you when they're older as well. So I think that's a big part of it. But I think it's the mixture of things that accumulate and then that really spurs you on. Yeah. So Ling's Cause, you've been operating across the UK. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah, that's correct. I know you've said you've had some challenges with car parts and fulfilling back orders as well. But tell me about the future of Ling's Cause. Where do you see the future going? What does that look like? I think this has only been in the last six months to a year that we've really thought about it because we've really had to just hunker down and get through it and make sure all of our customers are getting into cars and things like that. And if they can't, then we have to source other available options and help them out. But I think going forward, I think it's time to grow. We're still quite stable in the market. We've got a crazy brand. I would say 99% of the market at the moment is quite saturated it's quite boring in a way like a lot of the websites are exactly the same and that's fine for some people but i think we can add like a different level to that i believe and i think adding that fun adding that humor we've got guy and lily on the channels and getting people to help out that they're really adding a bit of humor to something that can be quite difficult getting a car spending that much money it can be quite difficult so i think adding a bit of humor making it easier for people to go through that process is really key yeah, fantastic. So do you love being your own boss? Is it nice not to have anybody telling you what to do all the time? I'm curious. Definitely. I think I've always liked working with people. I think being your own boss can be sometimes isolating. 
but I do feel that I told you a lot of things. Like there's times that I got with my daughter that I would never have gotten if I was just employed. So it's one of those, that sort of thing keeps you going and you think, why do I do it? That is why, because it affords you multiple things. But I also think that you've got more time to focus on certain things. Even when I was employed, I couldn't switch off. So I couldn't even say that was different. But I think it's that freedom that I just love. And it can really help focus here as well. Yeah, I love that. It's like freedom versus comfort, isn't it? And it's exciting as well, running your own business. But it's a bit like entrepreneurship. If you draw a graph and it's up and down, up and down, and that can be a morning. Like things are going really well, things aren't going well, and it can be like that. Would you say if anybody was thinking about starting it now after the pandemic, what's the toughest thing about being in business? I'm a firm believer that anyone can do it if they've got the right mindset. You might not have the necessary skills. I mean, I didn't have the necessary skills to take over a business really when I took over and look where I am now and look where my colleagues are now doing stuff that we never thought we'd ever do. But I think it's getting over yourself, really. I think you've got to get unstuck and I think you can get bogged down by a lot of things and you can have a million ideas in your head but you've just got to focus on the next task and keep plodding on and then eventually you'll get to where you need to be but you need to have a plan you know I'm not saying have a five-year plan but even for the next week just to get through it I think that's key but I'm a firm believer that you don't have to necessarily have a crazy entrepreneur mindset it helps definitely and I think that can help you navigate things a lot better but We're seeing more and more people after the pandemic self-employment because they've noticed the freedoms of it. They can see the benefits of it. But I think it's going back to previous podcasts for yourself where persistence is a big thing as well. You've got to stick at it. There's times where you think, I just wish I was employed and have that safety and things like that. But keep going. Yeah. You talked a bit about mindset there. And as you know, you were at my Newcastle book launch with Jonathan and I around the momentum mindset, which you can see on the screen. I know you've read some of the book already, but tell me what having a momentum mindset means to you. What does that look like? To be fair, it was something that was a bit foreign to me before I started coaching with yourself. And I think it really provided a direction because working at Lings and getting we're, we're plodding on and things like that but it was really what do you want out of this what is your direction and I think the momentum mindset what, what I believe it to be is that direction to keep going build that momentum it's very easy to when things are going well to get lazy and enjoy it for what it is and you can enjoy it to a certain extent but I think this momentum mindset just keeps propelling you further and further by just Keep it persistent, keep a plan, stay organized, believe in yourself, all that stuff. And I think those on a basic level really will propel you to the next level. I talk a lot about in the book about taking action and it is so important because I've worked with many business owners and also many executives working in organizations and managers and leaders. And taking that action is key because you can talk about something for a long time, but it's actually going today, I'm going to take the first step. Because day one is better than day none. And that is the thing. It's taking that first step. Now, I know your passion is American football. And I know that you're doing some great things in the Northeast around Northumberland Vikings. And I've seen it. I've met some of the players as well. And it's great to see what you're doing in that space. There's a couple of questions here. First of all, around your passion. Obviously, you enjoy the American football side of what you do. And that's a passion, but it's also becoming a big part of your day as well. There's talks out. People talk, focus on one thing in business and get focus on it and do really well. 
But having known you for a long time, the way your brain works is you have different passions and you've got your business, Links Cars Business, you've got Northumberland Vikings. And I know at one stage you did have a Billiton brand, a food-based yeah. business. You love variety and that's important to you. How can you focus on those things and do them well, all of those things and follow your passions? Yeah, I've been talking about a lot about direction and organisation and that's something I've not really had. So there is a Lings Cars, which is my main income and my main priority. But then I can still enjoy different passions and things like that. So I think the variety helps really does because it really freshens ideas and keeps fresh ideas you can spend a long time on one thing and it can go a bit stale and you can draw experiences as well going to the vikings and trying to improve the club in the community and increase the commercial revenue and try and with ukfl try and increase the commercial viability of american football in the uk but then when I've been working on that, I can then take it back to Ling's cars and I've learned stuff and I yeah. can swap between that. And with the build on, I will be starting that again eventually. It's just been put on the back burner while I concentrate on other stuff. But in the yeah. past, I wouldn't have done that. I might have tried to do too many things and I'm yeah. now learning to prioritize. I'm now learning to juggle a lot of things, but also keep that motivation. And I think that's what it is, is that variety provides that motivation for me. I like that. I like that variety provides the motivation. And I can resonate with that too, because when I was in Perth, Western Australia full time, I had a successful training company and I also was doing DJing, corporate gigs, weddings and private parties on weekends. And I absolutely loved it. I loved the variety, but I could apply some of the things. And also when I was there on weekends and I was performing, I was also switching off from my day job. And thinking about, and I would come up with some of my most creative ideas when I was behind the decks. And now I do it more for fun and I'll have my decks and I'll play on them now and again. And I do, I can just zone out for three hours. And I guess for you, what you've described there around Northumberland Vikings is your fun time as well, that you can just switch off, but it's also adding value in the community, which I think is really important to you too. But that's brilliant. So some people are fearful of failure or rejection, and some are even fearful of massive success. Do you think you've got any fears, David? And What would they be and how have you overcome them? To be honest, one of the fears I've always had throughout my working career is the imposter syndrome. I've always had that with me. I think it's only now where I'm really starting to push on and having the coaching with you and really seeing the value in what I'm doing. That's not always been the case. It's something Will King's mentioned, CEO of King of Shaves, where I said, jack of all trades, but a master of none. But oftentimes, a master of one is the end of that. And that was something that he taught me. And I think that's massively important because I enjoy having that sort of versatility, I would call it. And that sort of helped me get over that type of imposter syndrome where you can have that variety but you can also be very good at what you do. It's not just being specifically good at one thing. And I think with time and building up confidence, I think that's helped. Confidence is a massive thing in your working career. And depending on the relationships you have with that job, eventually I've come out at the end of it, but you can get stuck in these toxic sort of work environments where you don't feel good enough. Yeah. And I guess because of your experiences of coming out with your own inertia and being able to become unstuck from recognising what the imposter syndrome is as well and actually going, right, okay, what are these things that are holding you back? I guess you could then help other people who you recognise the signs and help them particularly 
colleagues who you might be working with or people who you might decide to become a mentor in the future? Is that something you might do? Maybe not on an official capacity like some of your other guests who are doing life coaching and things like that. But what I really enjoy is empowering other people for small business. I really like the fact that people are going and getting it and people are doing what they want to do. Some people don't want to do that and that's fine. But I love the fact that, you know, yourself, you're writing a book, you've got a business, you've got different ideas and things like that. I want to be able to champion that because I don't think it is enough, especially in regular people that might not think that they've got that entrepreneurial mindset. I feel like when I work with you with coaching and using software and realizing that you have got these qualities, I think that's massively important. But yeah, I think being able to champion this small business and you got through COVID, you're really doing well stuff. And I really like to see that. And that's what I do more in the community is is go in and meet like-minded people because it can be quite isolating when you're running your own business and getting out there and talking to people is going to help. Yeah. And for listeners, David, can you share how old you are for our listeners in terms of what you've managed to achieve? Like, how old are you now? You're 20, 27 now. And essentially for the last sort of six years, you've been working within Ling's cars. So you've had the longevity of working there. But as you said, you started off your career in looking at games design, then web development and had that tech based sort of platform to be able to propel yourself to go into employment and then taking on jobs and embracing those opportunities. I think it's fantastic. And I think as a role model for young people as well, I think it's fantastic what you've done. And the fact that to your friends and family, I'm curious, you must have a very supportive family, especially during COVID. I know you've got your child and your partner. And what does your partner think or your parents about what you're doing? I'm curious, what do they think? I think my parents have always known that I've had those crazy ideas and wanting to own my own business and things like that but for my wife Rachel I think it's that understanding of this is what I have to do to be myself and she allows me to do that she's not always directly involved and she might just sit there and listen sometimes at the tech jargon that I say and stuff like that but I think having that support system where even just listening and there's times where I've had to travel and things like that especially with a young baby I think having that support, especially from my wife, has been key because it's enabled me to go on with no regrets and be able to fulfill my potential. Yeah, and I've met Rachel. She's lovely and I know she's very supportive about what you're doing as well. It's brilliant that you've got that support network around you. So for listeners out there who are possibly still in employment, who want to branch off and do their own thing and become self-employed and look at business opportunities, Having that network of people around you, that support network is really beneficial, isn't it? But I think also there's the other side to that, that if you're around people who are perhaps a little bit risk averse, people who don't want necessarily to go and build a business and have a mindset of employment is safe for them. I think that also is a danger where you have people who are in your echo chamber where they're maybe yeah. they might say to you, oh, I wouldn't do that because that's not necessarily a good idea. But on the flip side, it can be the voice of reason, but it can also hold you back. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's one of those where it boils down to the beginning of can you financially sustain yourself? I think that's the key thing. I think a lot of people say, oh, if you want to own a business, you can go and do it. I agree that to a point, but A lot of people have got families, a lot of people are in the mid-30s, 40s who have got this idea, but they need to be financially stable before they do it. Some people take chances, and that's fine, but you've got to weigh up the risks 
Can you afford to put food on the table? Can you afford your mortgage? That's the sort of basic stuff that you work from. And some people are willing to risk that. Some people aren't. I have to weigh up that risk. And I did at the time with Lings, especially during a pandemic. But I feel like basics of it. But it can start as a hobby. Start small. Start talking to people about an idea. Think about how you might do it. And then maybe you might be able to get funding for it. You might be able to get training for something that you might want to do. It might not even be to start your own business. It might just be you want to elevate yourself. And you might be a bookkeeper, but you want to become an accountant. It's just the small steps. It's not all about, I'm going to become Elon Musk and go to Mars and things like that. It's different levels and whatever level suits you, that's fine. But I feel everyone's got their own journey. It's all about the momentum mindset, I think. And whichever level you're on, whether it's a big business, multi-million corporation, or to small business, or even trying to get a promotion at work, I think it's very valuable either way. Yeah, fantastic. So you've shared lots of tips with our listeners. I'm wondering, have you got any tips about dealing with setbacks or becoming unstuck and not giving up resilience, strategies that you've used that have really helped you? To be honest, I think I'm getting towards that wellness aspect. And there's a lot of things where I run myself into the ground and health-wise that hasn't benefited me and even in the last six months. So I'm really trying to figure out a way to, whether it's yoga or something like that really, or meditation that really helps me get through that. But I think it's just having that support mechanism around you. You can work through stuff yourself if you've got that persistence, if you've got that drive, you can work through anything. But I also think having someone to talk to, I think is massive because I felt at some points that I haven't always had that. Luckily, I've got two other directors business partners that are amazing and we've really grown together and we can talk about anything we can talk about struggles we can elevate ourselves we can get it when we need it but i think just having someone to talk to and you can control your momentum mindset you can control all these other things but i think you really need that emotional support to get through it yeah i can really resonate with what you're saying there david because i know yesterday so i love what i do working in for myself building my business in the uk and in australia and i also have clients in india and a couple of other countries that i'm working with and i love the flexibility and the freedom which is what you said earlier but yesterday i took myself off at lunchtime and i went off grid for 2 hours because i needed some space i went and got my eyebrows tidied up and dyed and then i went and had a neck massage and went and had some lunch at the local pub had my little lemonade and my little lamb kebab or whatever it was i came back feeling so refreshed back to work and then i yeah. sat there and i had a chat with my partner as well and talked about a few things and came back to work and i smashed the afternoon did all the things on my list but there are times that you've got to take yourself away from your desk and just move away from it and I suppose regroup yourself which is where yoga and meditation is good as well but yesterday for me I wanted a neck massage and getting out there and having some space to be able to breathe because I think when you're working I'm not a fan of working 24 7 I think it's not very productive I think you can actually go backwards when you don't have that space and time to breathe So I love what you say there. So you've mentioned about the future of Ling's cars. And what about you? What other things do you want to achieve in the future? Because I'm sure you've got lots of ideas. But what does the next three to five years look like for you or beyond that? It's a difficult one because it's something that I've only really just started figuring out. I want to get out there. I want to improve my brand a little bit because we have been getting the business done and 
things like that. But if someone can learn anything from my story or my colleague's story or anything like that, then I think that's beneficial. But I've got plenty of ideas. I just need to sift through them and see what sticks. Really, I think focusing and getting that sort of mindset down. And I want to get my bill tongue started back up because I absolutely love that. That's a passion of mine. I want to get a professional league in the UK for American football. I think that's one of the most important things in my life at the moment that I want to achieve. How I achieve that, I don't know at the moment. I think we'll have to see the next few months. I need to sort my head out a little bit, get unstuck, and then push on from there. But I'm really optimistic. I don't really have a three to five year plan at the moment, but I can slowly feel all the pieces coming together in my head. Final question. Do you have any regrets or any lessons that you would share with listeners about, obviously, all of your experience that you've been through? Is there anything that you would say you would have done differently or lessons that you've learned? Uh, I'm not sure about differently because I'm a firm believer of I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't made the mistakes that I'd made. But I also feel sometimes my mindset wasn't right and I should have probably seeked help earlier, you know, spoken to my colleagues about something or worked with them about something else I don't know it's hard to put a finger on of what I wish I could do differently but I also wouldn't wish it to be any differently because it's going so well at the moment it hasn't always gone well but I don't think you get to that success or even a little point of success on that bigger graph without mistakes as you were talking there I was thinking about the iceberg the analogy where people see that success but all yeah. the work that goes underneath to get you to that stage, nobody sees that. When things are going really, really well, people are like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Great. Good on you. But when things aren't going so well, I suppose this is where true fans are and your people in your network yeah. who are there to support you when things don't go so well of who's there at that time as well, which is important. I've had those times where it's been tough, but I've had that support from my wife. I've had support from my fellow directors maybe I haven't had to dig as deep as a sole trader might have to because I've got the people around me to support me and I support them and things like that so I think that's definitely uh, massively important. Thank you for your time today David I wish you and Rachel your daughter well in the future and I wish Ling's cars to be hugely successful across the UK and grow as it is now and I'd love to see Northumberland Vikings really accelerate their success as well in the future and I wish you all the best and I'm sure you're going to be inspiring lots of people when they hear this podcast and what you're doing as well around your mindset and wish you all the best well thank you very much thanks for having me thank you David thank you Cheers.